we we've yeah. already started the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get started. Let's get started. Um, okay, cool. So, hello and welcome to Extra Ginger. I'm your host Annie. Um, I'm working on getting better at remembering to introduce myself because I had noticed that like for a lot of the episodes I anyway this is a ramble I'm getting better <laughs> at it period um today we have Derek back on the podcast hello what's up welcome back thanks again for having me of course today is the long-awaited basketball episode <laughs> I wish I had a soundboard so I could put up like a crowd or something, but I've been wanting to do a basketball episode for a long time, ever since I watched the Michael Jordan documentary, and you are very much into basketball, and we've been talking about basketball and, like, watching games, Yes. Um, so that's been a grand time, and it's been a special year because it's 2020, the year of who knows what, <laughs> so... <laughs> basketball the finals the nba finals have been um in a bubble in orlando they basically quarantine everyone to keep it really safe and like you know masks etc mostly um, one there are a few uh the yeah there's a few outliers <laughs> but you know you can't help it um, law of large numbers so yeah so uh my first question is when did you first get into basketball like is this a recent thing in college mm. or since you were little, like it's been a part of your childhood. What's the situation? That's a really good question. So, um, thank you. Yes, <laughs> I was just. I mean, I am the this. best host in the world. Definitely. So. <laughs> <laughs> but to answer your question, though, I think, um, like growing up, like my dad is a huge, uh, like sports fan just in general. Like he grew up in the, uh, like baseball is America's pastime era. Like he remembers when the Astros were the the Colt forty fives and they had the tar cannon and all of that stuff. So um, I've always grown up really, really liking sports just in general. But um, my favorites to watch and to play were um, football and basketball. And um, I'm trying to think. I think the first, you know what? Yeah, the, the first like organized sport I played like in a youth league was basketball. So I've always mm. been interested since like, I think I was like five or six and, um, mm -hmm. but football was definitely like my favorite sport and I didn't become super, super into basketball until probably like high school ish range. I mean, I guess that's pretty recent. Like, honestly, I'd consider high school kind of recent. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's pretty like, like I was relative to the time we've been alive, you know? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess like, I, I wasn't, I wasn't able to fully like dive into it. Cause I like played the video games and stuff when I was little, but when I really like started caring about all of the players and everything was like ninth grade high school. Yeah. So, but it's so, it's so interesting to me because like there is so much going on, but it's not, it doesn't feel like work to learn about like the different players and like team dynamics and like who's been on top and yeah like, you know what I mean it's like it doesn't feel like I'm, yeah it is a lot of information but it doesn't I mean there's sometimes where it does feel like overload for me but there are it's never felt like 
oh, I have to memorize this or like this is stressful or like, you know, there's not like a pressure to like get it right the first time. Like it's just kind of fun to like follow the wave and like learn. Yeah, yeah. Just, I, you know what I mean? Just like be present in it instead of, you know, worrying about whatever. Exactly. Um, That's what I was going to say. Like it, all of the sports knowledge, at least in my life, like, and I think this is true for most people, but it just comes like naturally, like whether you start right, right. like from a super young age or you get into it, if you just stay consistent and like watch the games and kind of watch the, you know, the highlights and the reports, you'll like start memorizing who's on what team and everything and what's going on, the storylines and everything. <laughs> um, so the NBA finals this year. Oof. Yes. What a great journey. I am so glad to have been there for some of it um that's the most uh let's go let's go backwards let's go backwards game six what were your highlights game six uh none okay <laughs> <laughs> let me uh let me put, clear that out clear the air there i am not a lakers fan <laughs> he said don't get it twisted <laughs> No, I'm there's there's one small highlight. So I don't like the Lakers. Yeah, there must be even even though that he didn't win. No, yeah. There's highlights. So to everyone out there, I'm a I'm a Mavericks fan, so not a Heat mm -hmm. fan. I just wanted the Heat to win because I don't like the Lakers and I feel like the Heat had a really good narrative this year. But um mm. I, I was happy for um LeBron and Anthony Davis, like when they got, you know, the trophy and LeBron got finals MVP because LeBron really is like the, he's yeah like he's the epitome of like greatness for like 10 right, years right. so I, I was happy to see him get rewarded now he's got four championships and uh Anthony Davis finally got his one and he's been in the league a long time to not go very deep in the playoffs and once he left the Pelicans you know he got what he was looking for so yeah that that would be a, a highlight for me but game six wise <laughs> Yeah, game six is not good. We do not. Um, I can't say exactly that I was disappointed <laughs> uh, because like when it, the vibe started to unroll, I did have a sense of like, ugh. Yeah. I was hoping this wouldn't happen, but it's here. Right. You know, like you can hope all you want, <clears throat> but. If it's here, it's here, and you got to take it. Like, <laughs> And at that point, it was like, okay, let me stick around and see if we're going to have a turnaround like we did for game five, <laughs> um, where Duncan Robinson shoots like a bunch of threes in a row where he's wide open, and it's smooth and clean and brilliant. Right. <laughs> no. No, didn't get nope. any of that. Lakers uh put the clamps on him. I mean, it kind of was disappointing to me. I mean, I know that's not the word you're going for, but it was just more heart wrenching than disappointing. Like disappointing is not intense enough of a word. Oh, really? For, like the feelings really? I was having. Yeah, because I was like, I understand that they have learned from Game Five. They're not willing to go to Game Seven, the Lakers, and so they're gonna up their defense and 
try to stuff them from like the first second, right? right? I understand that. That's good strategy. They did exactly what they were supposed to do and they really like shut the heat out. Yeah. But it's also like, can you not adapt (laughs) and find a way to push back? You know what I mean? Like, so you're just going to continue to let, let yourself get shut out. Like, you know, every time you're on that side of the court, like I full disclosure, I've never played basketball. Like I don't play basketball. I've only recently gotten into it. I don't know the mechanics. I'm sure my body would not be able to handle it, but listen, like (laughs) the game is only so long. You don't have like infinite amount of time to turn the momentum around, you know? And like, I don't know. I don't know. They just like the heat. They had nothing left to give, like, especially, um, I think like game five. I remember like at the very end when, um, Jimmy Butler and LeBron were like going back and forth, like hitting shots over each other. Like it was like a, it was like three or four possessions where they would just, they weren't playing ISO ball, but like kind of, and, um, like I could just see like Jimmy Butler was like dragging himself up and down the court and it looked like he just had Mm -hmm. nothing left to give. So by the time game six rolled around, I knew they were in trouble when like Drogic went out there. Like, I was hoping that he would help, but I knew that, you know. Yeah, that was so... I really did not understand. Like, I was like, okay, this man is supposed to come out and save the team. (laughs) Like, this is it. You know what I mean? And he went out there, and I was like, have you never met other humans before? Like, let alone play basketball? Like, what is going on Well, that's what happens when you're playing on one foot, you know? Because he wasn't ready to come back. He just came back. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, if he wasn't ready, then, like, just don't because, like, the team dynamic is now off. I don't know. I just think, I just think when you're depending on because he's not good at defense. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. But when you're depending on Jimmy Butler, half of Bam Adebayo, rookie Tyler Hero, Kelly Olenek and Kendrick Nunn, it's just not going to happen. And I, I, I wanted them to fight and show resilience. And, and they did for the most part. Like, they took it six games. Like, that's pretty good for not having your players. Yeah, they did. They did. I do commend them for, you know, holding on as long as yeah, they did. But AD and LeBron, they're just too good. <laughs> I know. To be fair, like – mad respect right like I, and their role players stepped up too like like rondo yeah his career mm-hmm. was like mm-hmm. down in the like dumpster and they like pulled him back out they're like hey rondo you're, you're still you're still kind of good <laughs> you're still okay get back up i've definitely seen better finals than than this than this year yeah i think it was just a really good reminder of like we're all doing the best we can, and sometimes it doesn't work right, out, yeah. you know? <laughs> like I just hate that this was the first, like, finals you got to experience. But then at the same time, I kind of don't because it can kind of only go Well, I mean, it's not here. like I'm – right, exactly. Like, it's not like I'm, I'm, like, turned off of watching the finals <laughs> from this bad experience, you know? Like, I'll have other finals experiences. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was really exciting, and I'm glad I did it, and I'm glad that – it really felt like I came into basketball at just the right time, yeah, yeah. you know, like 
Oh, but we should talk about the Mavs. Let's oh, talk sure, about yeah. the Mavs. Yeah, let's talk about the Mavs. That man, KP, that's my man. I love that man. Like, for real? Like, I, I didn't love expect man. this. I love you. Like, I remember when you first told me, like, KP's your favorite. But why? Is it because he's tall? Like, why? It's, well, it's okay. Instinctually, first glance, yes, it's because he's tall. Second glance, it's because of the way he moves on the court. Like, he's just such a lanky noodle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't really move quickly at all like it's just all kind of slow and like but he's he's so tall that he's so good at like making shots or like blocking mm-hmm. that every time he makes a shot I'm just like he just really just tossed that in there like it was a ping pong ball you know Should've what I mean like Dirk. he's like and also like I like how active he is he doesn't like there's some players that kind of stand in one place hard and... go ahead sorry <laughs> <laughs> There's some players that stand in one place and don't make like when when they're trying to make a basket, they don't like move around to try and get the ball in. Like they just kind of stand there and wait for other people to move around and like assess the situation. And I don't like that because if you're going to stand, then you can stand <laughs> on the side, you know, like you don't need to be on the oh, court to stand. Dang, you're on the court to like, make points. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I just like don't understand that logic but anyway um kp is not one of those men so that's something that i really appreciate about him um also is such like a tall bulky figure like i wouldn't say bulky but yeah tall i mean yeah you're right he's not bulky but he's he's like just he takes up I a gotcha. lot of space yeah, for sure. um and uh i think it's easier to stand in one place if you're tall because then like it's kind of a distraction for you to move around and it's less likely that you'll be open even if you like catch the pass, but he's tall and he still moves around and he's still like making an effort. You know what I mean? And that's really what I think creates opportunities to score is when like all of the players that are on the court that are supposed to be scoring are looking for opportunities to score, not just looking for the opportunity, you know, it's like every chance they get. You have a really good sense of, like, and that's what he is to me. So how basketball works, even though like you just, got into it like how you were saying that taller guys tend to stay in one spot like traditionally like in basketball the big men like all you know stay close to the paint and kind of just wait for the ball to get passed to them and then they kind of do what they got to do to score and then like you said like the smaller positions like point guard through small forward kind of have more movement and now that we're in like 2020 basketball like taller players like KP are moving around, like you said. So it's it's just cool that you're able to kind of pick up on that so so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um yeah, thank you. Thank you for acknowledging that. Um but yeah, that's what I that's what I love about him is that like he I don't know if that's how he's playing because of like being in the bubble or if he usually plays like that. But like from what I have seen of his games, that's what I really um what made me fall in love or whatever is that like he <laughs> is that he uh he's he's a really active player even though like he's technically not supposed to be you know what I mean and to me that represents someone that's like okay we're gonna win this game no matter who scores the point so like let's all try because if we all try then we all have right I mean the thing with with Przingis is he's the second best player on the team so like mm-hmm. pre that's pre-bubble 
he he was kind of still finding his role because the Mavericks just got him uh last year and he was hurt. So this was like um his first year like really playing with Luca and like there would be some nights during the season where like Luca would have like 35 and KP would have 9 and we would lose at the end and I'm just like, "Bro, like KP, you got to figure out what you're trying to do." And my dad would always yell like, "You're 7 feet tall. Stop shooting threes all the time." <laughs> and um mm-hmm. like in the bubble, he was shooting like lights out. Like he kind of figured out his role, like how you were saying he was moving more. He was also like picking his spots. Like he would kind of shoot from the elbow, do a bunch of like mid-range stuff and do like putbacks and stuff. But there were, there were a couple games where he would like be the best player on the team. And it it was just really satisfying to see because, you know, that's what we got. Mm-hmm. I think that's another, I think that's like probably 99% of why I like him so much is because he's the best. I just have like a real, it's really impressive to me when someone is the best at what they do because they, not necessarily because they want to be the best or because they're passionate about being the best, but just because they know how to try in the places where it matters. You know what I mean? Like that's really impressive to me is that like, oh, I know I don't have to work 23 hours a day to be successful. I can work these productive 12 hours or you know four hours or whatever it takes to get to the same spot that you would think it would take someone that works that's a really good point yeah so some people have the yeah never stop working mentality but everyone needs to like be efficient you know well there's also like it's just like in terms of basketball i feel like because of how much like up and down running that's going on, there's a lot of potential to wear out your stamina too right. quickly. And players that I I can't name them, but like just from watching games, like there's some guys that will run around the court even though they're not getting passed to, even though when they're passed to they fumble it or they don't make a basket they don't have very good accuracy like whatever it is they're just expending all this energy but not getting any benefits in return and it's just like so irritating to me because it's like why are you like you're on the court because you're one of the best there can only be you know a certain number of guys on there so like you're there for a reason pick what you're gonna do to help your team (laughs) win the game you know what I mean don't try to do everything because you're not good at everything you're good at a couple things, so do those things. Like, why are you running around like crazy? It depends crazy? on their, you know I mean? their like, role, too, because, like, I'm trying to think of someone who runs around, like, all the time, but they're really – like, Steph Curry. Like, Steph Curry, part of the reason he's so good is because he, like, never stops moving. Like, they call the Warriors offense, like, the motion mm. offense, and all of them move. And mm. Steph Curry will just run around and around, and then he'll – pretend like he's going to stop because he's tired and then he'll like jut back out to the three point line, get the ball and just make the three. So talking about what, what players kind of have more control of like the game, like you were saying, like LeBron. Well, cause like when Curry does it, he's like making right, yeah. points, you know what I mean? So like that's allowed because like he's doing, he's doing something right. that benefits the team. But like when you're doing it and nothing's coming out of it, it's like you got to change yeah. your strategy. <laughs> you know, like you can't keep running around and getting tired and like nothing is happening. <laughs> Kyle Kuzma can be like that sometimes where he'll I mean, he doesn't move a lot, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm more of just like a You like the underdogs. 
Yeah, I love I love giving new people a chance to win. I love that mm -hmm. happy ending. So, which is why I guess you, yeah, were like on the the Mavs train with me. Yes. Oh my God, I would have loved to see KP against Anthony Davis. You know what I mean? That would have like, been oof because. It, it would have been a matchup because they're both very tall. Isn't Anthony yeah, Davis he's also like, very tall? I think he's like seven foot. So it would have been like the same height. Oh, wow. He's like actually seven Yeah, him and KP. Tall? No, say say whatever you want to say, though, because they were, they've, they've done yeah. a really good job this year. I think I'm really proud of like, you know, all they've accomplished. That's kind of what I wanted to talk about, like just to kind of recap of the, the season, because I was really, really happy with, how the season turned out even though um you know we didn't win the championship or anything but we're definitely like on the cusp because uh you know luca and perzingis which is already like yeah luca is oh my god like luca is the best like all the love you are giving perzingis is is definitely warranted but luca like that man is on another level like he's amazing luca is to me, he is a sequoia in the middle of Whoa. a pile of sticks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's just like this immovable, very present, dependable, sturdy force that really like it both holds the team together, but it also like is right, the foundation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it's hard. It's hard to be both because I think it's a different feeling when you watch LeBron and Anthony Davis is that you feel like, yeah, they're the backbone, but they're also the spotlight. But with Luca, I feel like he's really a team player. Like he does, you know, do a lot of work, but he also does that with the support. Yeah, of his team. he um, I think it was Bill Simmons that kind of he was kind of comparing uh, Luca to Harden, and he was saying that Harden is a. It was it was Bill Simmons and uh, Ryan Rosillo, and they were both saying that um, Harden is like a good passer, but like Luca is just more he's a really creative passer. Like he kind of throws guys open kind of like a quarterback would. And um, like LeBron is really good at that too. Like LeBron is excellent at. Yeah. LeBron is really, really good at that. He's really good at, um, to me, it's like what is so great about LeBron and also Luca is that they really use, they don't play by the rules of basketball necessarily. They play by the rules of like, what is it going to take yeah, for yeah, me to yeah, win? Yeah. And like, that's really incredible to me because it's like, okay, yeah, like they teach you the technicals and how to make passes and like how to, I don't know anything. I don't know why I'm trying to like act like I, I don't know, spin the ball a certain way so it goes faster. I don't know. They They use those technical skills, but also they're making like these new, things on their own you know and it's like yeah I know how to do like the technical stuff and like the textbook stuff right. but I also know how to win by mm -hmm. any means possible well put because Luca like if he has to score you know 40 to win he'll do it if he needs to score 20 to win and pass it a bunch he'll do it I think that's like kind of what you're going for just right. whatever is required and since the Mavs don't have that much talent Luca's gonna have to score a lot but it was never like score a lot at the expense of everyone else which some stars will do well they'll just be like well I'm gonna get my 30 everyone else can figure it out and that's not really team basketball but like there was like a I don't know if you saw the game but it was a it was against the Bucks and it was during the seeding games like it wasn't even playoffs yet and like Luca did this like crazy pass where like 
he was like on the drive and he i think it was like a it was either behind the back through the legs type of pass or something crazy i haven't seen it since before the playoffs started but it was just amazing how he was just able to like get the pass through to get his teammate the shot it was great yeah it's a really it's a really special skill to do it like during the game as well because it's so fast-paced that it's just like you really don't have enough time to like act on anything but and he's only um 21 yeah he's he's so young he's so talented he's so driven and he's very um he carries this like air of maturity i think that like really gives him the openness to be able to like make shots like that where it's like yeah i'm gonna do whatever it takes to like that man was a pro at 15 wow. and he was kind of like on the end of the bench. And by like 18, he had one like MVP and the Euro league has like, you know, it's just like the NBA. Like it has younger guys all the way up to like, you know, mid thirties type of guys. And he won MVP. That's crazy. Did he, do you know, like the, if there was any, did he get hate for that from the guys that were older than him? Or? From what I've heard, like a lot of people were just like, man, like, I can't be mad about it. He's just that good. Like, his nickname was Wonder Boy. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, well-deserved. And he also, like, he doesn't abuse it, I don't think. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't walk around. Yeah, yeah. Very true. From his interviews and stuff, he's always just like, yeah, I think we can win. Like, let's go get it. (laughs) But I was going to say another thing I love about Luca is that he knows Mm -hmm. how to pace. Yeah. Like, He's really good at timing because like with the amount of skill that he has, I'm sure it would be no problem to just smash the game immediately from like it so that it's basically over by halftime. You know what I mean? I'm sure he could like go hard and just like, but I think that he does a really good job of like, okay, like this is about working together as a team and like making sure that like, I'm going to make the shots that need to be made at the time that they need to be made. And I'm also going to pass it when, you know, there's a chance for, it's just like really heartwarming to me to watch him play because it's really about like, okay, I'm looking at my teammates to see where everyone is. Like, it's not just about me. It's about winning. There's been other players where they have the mentality that you were just saying about like, I'm just going to, go from the the minute the game starts and one basketball is not a one-on-five sport so you know it's not gonna work when it gets down to like the end of the game and the best player is like getting double teamed or whatever and you pass it to like your open guy at the three if you haven't been passing it to him like consistently the whole game and then you expect him to just make a shot at the end but like he hasn't been shooting the whole game it's not gonna work yeah, I wasn't around for the um, – I mean, I was around, but I just didn't watch basketball when, like, Michael Jordan was in the game. Right, yeah. Um, he... But, look, like, he was one of those guys, wasn't he, where he would just, like – He actually kind of wasn't. That's – like, when people come – like, you remember the Steve Kerr episode where, like, he was like, Steve, be ready. And he, like, passed it to Steve Kerr, and Steve Kerr, like, made the game-winning three. Like He's like a little nugget. Yeah, that was so cute. That was so heartwarming when he was like <laughs> – all right, well, MJ tells me I got to be ready. I got to be ready. He said you know? where he was like, <laughs> I'm telling him, like, nodding my head super, super, like, vigorously. And he's like, I probably shouldn't have been doing that because the team would know I'm getting the ball. 
<laughs> yeah, he's just like he's just so like he's just he's just a great man. I love that man. Like <laughs> was that time as theatrical and like dramatic as the documentary made it out to be or was it just like another cuz he's not the cuz he's not the only great. Yeah, right? yeah, so, like, like the Jordan's heyday is the 90s, so I missed a lot of it too. I missed all of it. I never saw Jordan play. Um he came back in like I think the early 2000s to play with the Wizards like one year, but I wasn't, I wasn't there, but yeah, okay. 96 right, to right, 97. Right. Cause people say the greatest of all time is the 96 yeah. Bulls, but now they say it's the 20, 2017 Warriors, I think with KD, but I digress. But to answer your question, like I can answer from like a basketball fan perspective. Cause like I talked to my dad a lot about it. Cause like he was there for it. And, um Jordan really was like that dominant like people like Jordan was so dominant that he caused like a, a lot of great players to never get a ring like like Charles Barkley Charles Barkley has no rings and it's because of Jordan yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I remember that well the the amazing thing to me about it was that like all the clips they played of like those like old 90s kind of like they were interviewing families yeah. outside the stadiums and it would be like or it would what it was like it was like daddy asked us what we wanted for christmas to go to disney and we said no yeah. to see michael jordan and scotty pippen um play at like whatever stadium they were gonna play at and i was like wow this man really caused like a cultural like shift you know what i mean i mean think of it this way like people still wear jordans to this day you know like that man hasn't played since the 90s yeah yeah. it's just really incredible sometimes to like see how universal we all really are (laughs) you know what i mean like yeah we all have our like little separate lives and like we're doing our little separate thing and like we don't all know each other but there are some things that like really hold us all together and it's really it is it's really just cool that's why i was glad when they decided to like when the nba was first coming back you know there was a lot of like oh yeah there right was a lot yeah of discussion about that we're concerned with um but, first of all uh, like the safety of everyone but then like how's it gonna look if the nba is using all of the tests when there's like a test shortage and then what about social justice but I was glad they came back and stuck to their word of like doing social justice because it helped me get get through everything like having basketball to watch and everything. Yeah, same, same. It was a big pick me up. I think they also did a really good job with logistics in terms of like how to, you know, get the audio mm-hmm. right and like what audio to mute and like how to put fans on the screen and like the camera work and the masks and you know how to like handle if anything else happened like it, i i they think did. they just did a really it good was, job it was great it. okay <laughs> great so we can on that note we'll start closing it out so closing ceremonies is done in two phases phase one is final thoughts where we deliver the takeaways from the episode in clean one-liners um 
So since we're planning to make these basketball episodes into a series, a recurring series, we can change phase one into kind of a highlights segment. For me, highlights, it would be KP, <laughs> you're doing great. Keep on doing what you're doing. Luca, you're doing fantastic. Definitely keep on doing what you're doing. Um, go. You can, but, you can okay. jump in. So anytime. I guess my highlights would be uh, first and foremost, um, you know, even though I don't care for the Lakers, congrats to, you know, LeBron and AD. They deserved it. Um, all you Facts. people out there that are Facts. saying that the Lakers have – 16 championships or whatever it is y'all are full of crap because the minneapolis lakers <laughs> won like four and those weren't even in the nba so i don't know how in the world you can count some nbl championships from like the 60s get out of here celtics on top um i love the mavs Go of up. course so you know great season shout out luca and Porzingis. i think y'all have a bright future ahead if we can get one more piece. We're right, supporting yeah. you. We're and also to you. Jimmy Buckets and the Miami Heat. First of all, shout out Jimmy Butler because he went to the same community college in my hometown. <laughs> nice. I hope his his coffee business takes off. Shout out Big Face Coffee. Yeah, I did see that. But yeah, hopefully they'll 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 be back in the playoffs and back fighting. They have a, a lot of good young players. Also thanks to Annie for sticking with watching basketball. Like I was, I was nervous when, when you were like, Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like actually watch. Cause I watched the last dance. I was like, okay, but this may be a phase, but you, you stuck with it. I'm, I'm really happy. It, it was great having you to talk to about basketball. Yeah. Thank you for <laughs> shouting me out. I guess I, was definitely committed. I still am committed. I just, it's just really fun. Um, and also shout out to the NBA for yeah. listening to your players when they, um, you know, have important things to say about Black Lives Matter and like racial injustices and for supporting like, you know, the jerseys and like the shoes <clears throat> and the name tags and, and for doing your best for this COVID situation. Like, thank you for thank you for giving us this small taste of normalcy um when when does the oh they're still in the talks to do it. yeah i actually heard on a podcast though with uh jared dudley who just won with the lakers he said that they're kind of looking at january to march somewhere in there okay that mm. would be good that would be so a good time hopefully adam silver and everyone can figure that out because they, I know they don't want to stay behind like they are. And I want to have someone else holding that trophy soon. Get out of Lakers' hands. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Great. So phase two is Q and saute where um, it's a guest gift. And you can ask me any two questions you okay. want. No boundaries. Dang, I forgot about this. I need to be more ready. Let me think. <laughs> um... Okay, that's kind of lame, but I'm curious. Why not? What would you name a boat if you had one? What kind of boat? Like a small one? Like a fancy one? Like what? what's the vibe? It's up to you. Or do you want me to give you okay, a type my... of boat? No, okay, I want it to be like a yacht type of boat. 
Yeah, same. Okay, cool. Um, I have one in mind. It's like a beautiful glossy black with like dark blue accents. Wow. Okay. The name is going to be in white um, or in cream. I would love like an ivory cream situation, not white. Um, have you pictured this before? It's... Yeah, I saw a boat like this uh, once. It wasn't what I'm describing, but it was. it gave me the idea to design the boat that I'm describing in my head. Um, so no, it doesn't exist that I know of, but I've seen boats that like have components that I really like. And then I just kind of scrap the parts that I don't. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, that's what most people do with stuff they like. Yeah. Um, so if it's like that, I would probably name it maybe like Oceans 12. Oh my gosh. Oceans 13. That's perfect for you. Yeah, I would I would love to name it. I was trying to think like maybe I should name it 13 Oceans, but I feel like Oceans 13 is still applicable. Like it's not too out of context. But I get um, you though. Like you'd want to flip it so it's just not Oceans 13. Well, I would want to flip it so that it sounds like something more boat related. No, yeah, that's like, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, probably something like sleek and cool and short like that. That was a good question, though. That's a really good question. Yeah. Let me think of one more. What celebrity would you rate as a perfect 10? <laughs> as a perfect 10? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, oh, my God. Um, this is a hard question for me because I do love celebrities. And so... Yeah, that's what I was like. It would be easier if I knew just like a couple, you know, mm -hmm. but... Because if you asked me this... I feel like I don't know enough celebrities. Right, but then it's easier because then you have less choices. Yeah, but what if even though I have less choices, they're still not tens? Oh, yeah, then it's then it's pretty bad. I, yeah, I don't... Okay, my first instinct was to say Chelsea Handler um, because I really admire... Like, really? Uh-huh, because I really admire like the way that she handles life, basically. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I just like look up to her in a lot of aspects but also like I love a I love like a Tom Holland Daniel Radcliffe like a little nugget boy you know <laughs> wow <laughs> so I love I love them uh, Daniel Radcliffe there was also like a more recent photo shoot he's just like really kind of wacky like have you seen that picture of him walking like 20 dogs and smoking a cigarette? Like it's no. just like so – it's just so odd. He has like 20 dogs strapped to this like belt and he's just like taking a walk with them in the park while also smoking. And it's like, oh, Daniel Radcliffe is a dog walker on weekends, I guess. <laughs> like, um, That's funny. Yeah. So them – but also like I love someone who is really like – comfortable in all environments and I think people like George Clooney mm. are like that and also like put one up I don't there I've never George Clooney. I've never yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly um I've never said his name out loud so I don't know if I'm saying it right but it's Idris Idris Elba or something like that yeah I I am never confident saying it either I think I say Idris Elba but that's probably wrong too but you know who I'm talking yeah. about, right? Like black dude, from yeah. Wire and uh huh, yeah. Yeah, he's he cool. Is, like, yeah, yeah, he's so smooth. And um, also Chadwick, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I have such respect for Chadwick, especially like, did you hear how he was going through cancer and like all that stuff while filming? Yeah, and, and no one even knew. Yeah, no one even knew. And he would talk to kids and they'd be like, you know, I'm waiting for this movie to come out. Like, I'm so excited about everything it represents and about, you know, seeing you and like the trailer looks amazing. And I'm so ready for, you know, all this cool technology. And he was like, you know, there would be days where it's really hard, but I would think there are people that are waiting for this and I have a responsibility to deliver. And wow, I think that's just really special, you know, yeah. like when you really put like the well-being of the collective in front of your own well-being. It's just like, wow. Right. Because he also didn't have to do that, right? Like they don't pay him based on how many lives he changes. Yeah, <laughs> Like right. they pay him based on how much like whatever he shows up to work and he says his lines, et cetera. So like there was really no – concrete reason for him to do it other than to be a good person right so. and when you talk about someone great at what they do like he's definitely a celebrity I kind of I don't want to say took for granted because I don't really like I keep up with music celebrities because I want their music but not so much keeping up with them because of a because of you know the person because I don't know them you know that's just me though but I was gonna say that you know I'm not a big movie watcher but I had seen like a lot of stuff that he was in and he was like he killed it every time like he's just brilliant he just like consistently delivers on a level that is legendary you know like it's just like you're really like dedicated to what you do right. and i appreciate that because it's enjoyable to watch because i saw everything <laughs> you know? from like the james brown movie get on up mm -hmm, to uh mm -hmm. 42 the jackie robinson movie mm -hmm. um black panther of course and uh the five bloods that came out on netflix oh yeah yeah you told me that you really like so that so good like i would watch it again um and like that's a big deal to me because i don't watch movies very much let alone more than once <laughs> right right so, yeah yeah oh you know what actually i think my actually ideal 10 is um donald glover really okay yeah, I have so much respect, admiration, love, support. Like I it's just incredible the way that he is so good at this one thing that allows him to be good at so many different things. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's so like he's versatile. really good at like understanding universal emotions and translating them in a way that is entertaining whether it be music comedy tv shows movies like whatever it may be like he knows how to get you to feel something and i think that's yeah. yeah and i think that's really admirable because i think that i think with any art that comes to showing your face as much as music does um it can be easy to get swept in like the glamour of it all and kind of sacrifice like creative integrity i guess yeah, yeah and true. donald glover does such a good job at like maintaining the standard for his work that <clears throat> he has been able to stay relevant for like so long right like when he was doing snl and community like he was making certain types of jokes and then when he did atlanta he made different kinds of jokes you know and like it's all very very good <laughs> like that's what's special to me is that like no matter what he puts his hand in it turns to gold which is 
amazing true so. very true yeah, yeah that's a good pick all of them how about you picks, honestly oh i didn't know i was gonna get asked the question um well i'm just curious i mean i hate these types of questions when they're more like like attractiveness because that's originally i think like i googled questions like you just said and like oh were you looking for attractiveness actually i mean that's how i interpreted the question at first but i liked your answers so i didn't (laughs) that's why you were so surprised when i said chelsea handler like you almost sounded like (laughs) (laughs) like like you almost sounded like beyond shocked like you were like you like dissociated for a second and like almost got angry because i i heard like a little bit of thing it wasn't irritation it wasn't anger but it was something kind of edgy and i was like "Uh, let me just keep going because i mean i'm sure he'll get it when i start explaining but like the vibe is kind of off right now now. it all makes sense (laughs) what's going on i wasn't mad i was just like hmm chelsea handler yeah (laughs) all right Okay, yeah, so thank you for being on again. Thank you for the wonderful conversation, for spending <laughs> literally hours with no, me I'm, today. I'm, I'm really happy, great. happy to do so. Cause... Um, okay, thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you soon.